sentiment and not based on any deep understanding of the tattva of Ram and Vaishna philosophy. Gandhi, for that matter, popularized the idea of Ram Raja, calling for it and his political reforms. He died with the name of Ram on his lips, Ram Ram, as he was shot and fell to his death. But it was a political Ram that he had in mind not the Ram of Ramayana. So his destination is not Ayodhya, that kind of Ram Nam. We should learn how to utter the Vaikuntha Nam, spiritual name of the Lord. Ram has his place in Vaikuntha, in which there are so many departments. Ayodhya is one such department. And there are the Lila of Ram in the Aprakat, unmanifest Lila is perpetually going around. And it manifests here from time to time. And while Ram sets an ideal example for leading the country and the people, his Lila is meant to teach us more than ideal human society that conforms with all the standards of Dharma, morality, and so forth. In fact, his conforming to those principles frustrated some of the members of the Nitya Lila, like Lakshman, was very frustrated with Ram's standards of morality and dharma, so much so that as the younger brother of Ram, and thereby, according to the custom, having to do the bidding of the elder brother, after one leela of that, Lakshman made a vow never to take birth again as the younger brother, but always as the elder brother. So he came as Ram himself, Balram, in Krishna leela, and Nitananda Prabhu, in Gaur leela. So his adherence to Dharma was frustrating to members of the Nitya because after all, his Leela and the ideal of love of Ram far exceeds mere adherence to the ideals of uh, moral life. And 
a dutiful life. Although duty is the basis, in one sense, of the love of Vaikuntha, the motivation for service is duty. It's a loving sense of duty that transcends adherence to moral principles. So although Sri Ramarsh once said, Ramlila is more or less mundane, what he meant by that was that what comes through, generally through the Lila, through the, the teaching, is that one should be an ideal person, follow the Dharma and so forth. But ultimately we should have the ideal of going back to Godhead, to enter into Ram, Dham, Ayodhya, if it is Ram is our Ishtadevata, our deity. And we found such persons in Chaitanya Lila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sometimes himself appeared as Ram and Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at once, Sadbuj, he revealed this form more than once in his Lila. And in one sense the idea of this is that Krishna Lila is very difficult to understand. As I mentioned, Ram Lila is a bit easier to understand. While Ram is dutiful and honest to the extreme, Krishna is stealing and breaking his promise. And while Ram had taken Ek Patni Bratha, a vow to have only one wife, and as a chatri, as a king, that was extraordinary, but becoming. Krishna had many wives in Dwarka and, and many extramarital affairs in Vrindavan, so it's difficult to understand Krishna in comparison to Ram. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to teach us the significance of Krishna Lila, and he does so with the morality of Ram, by his adherence to the principles of sannyas and the Varnashram Dharma and, and so on. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself sometimes showed that six-armed form, two arms of Ram holding the bow and arrow, two hands, arms of Krishna holding the flute, and two hands of himself holding the kamandalu, the water pot of the sannyasi, and Danda. And several devotees of Ram appeared in his Leela also. He's Swayam Bhagavan, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna himself. And when he appears as a devotee of himself, then some of his eternal associates from other Leelas also came. In Navadvip, Murari Gupta, Mahaprabhu revealed to him that I am Ram and you are Hanuman. He showed him this when he was calling all of the devotees and giving them prem, revealing their identity. And he showed himself to be Swayam Bhagavan and whatever was the devotion of that devotee, then he appeared in a corresponding form. So for Marari, he showed him his form as Ram. He said, you are Hanuman and I am Ram. And we have been together for eternity. This is a special appearance, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So many avatars appear there and eternal associates of those avatars in Gorlila. We find that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Krishna Bhakti and in some cases to such an extreme that he converted Ram Bhaktis into Krishna Bhaktis. Those who were taking Ram Nam even from the very birth in early childhood, he converted them into chanting Krishna Nam. But this was not always the case. Rup Sanatan, for example, had a brother named Balaba, also known as Anupam, and they got together, the three of them, under the influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and discussed tattva and came to the conclusion that the worship of Radha Govinda, this was the highest ideal. So they made a pact together 
to spend their lives together worshipping Radha Govinda. But Anupam, the brother of Rupa Sanatan, could not sleep that night after having made that pact with his two brothers because he found himself to be attracted to Ram. And in the morning he told the two brothers, I could not sleep, although I understand what we talked about, the supreme position of Radha Govinda, subjectively speaking, for me, Ram is my Lord, I've given my head at his feet, and I cannot bear the thought of leaving the service of Ram. Mahaprabhu did not try to interfere with this. In fact, when he heard the news, he said, Glorious is that devotee who will not give up his Lord, and glorious that Lord who will not give up his devotee. He's very, very satisfied to hear that kind of devotion. Also in South India, although he met one Brahmin who had chanted Ram Nam from his whole life, and Mahaprabhu didn't say anything to him, but he met him, saw his practice, maybe he went away, came back, and the man was chanting Krishna Nam. And he asked, what happened? He said, this has been my practice. My deity has been Ram for my whole life. I've been chanting Ram Nam incessantly. But having seen you once, I became attracted to chanting Krishna Nam. And having tasted that Krishna Nam, I cannot give it up. Mahaprabhu was very pleased with him. He quoted the famous verses to Mahaprabhu about the glories of Ram Nam. Thrice chanting the name of Ram is equal to a thousand times chanting the name of Vishnu. But he also cited the other verse, once chanting the name of Krishna is equal to a thousand names of Vishnu, or three times chanting the name of Ram. So Mahaprabhu was satisfied with him as well. Then again, further in the south, when he traveled, he met another Brahmana who had invited him for lunch. Ram Dasipra was his name. And while he had invited Mahaprabhu for lunch, Mahaprabhu sat and waited for some time, and the man, although he had started and gathered some vegetables and so forth, he had not proceeded with the cooking. And so Mahaprabhu asked, well, you invited me for lunch. When is it going to happen? <laughs> and he said, it's just coming. He said that um, Lakshman has gone to collect some roots and leaves and fruits, and soon it will be prepared. Mahaprabhu was interested to see what it was his reality, how he was thinking, and he was satisfied, but then some time went on further, and still no lunch was made. And he said, well, what's going on? <laughs> so again the man peered out at Ram Das from the leela of Ram that he was absorbed in. He had entered the forest with Sita Ram and Lakshman in his meditation, Again, he peered out from there and told Mahaprabhu, how can I cook? Sita has been stolen by Ravana, so I have no appetite. I have to get help Ram, bring Sita back. And it's shocking to me and overwhelming that the perfectly pure Sita Devi has been kidnapped by that demonic Ravana. How can we go on with our lives? We'll speak of cooking and eating. Oh, Mahaprabhu was very pleased to hear how absorbed he was in the Ramlila. But he assured him, no, don't think like that. Sita can never be kidnapped by Ravan. It is not possible. She is the Shakti of the Lord, pure and transcendental. How can a materialistic person like Ravana ever even come close to her? He said, this is only on the surface that it appears like this. An illusory Sita has 
manifests. And Ravan has that Sita, and the real Sita has gone undercover. In this way, he tried to convince this Ramdas people and was able to pacify him. Later, as Mahaprabhu proceeded further south, he came to Sri Rameshwaram, I believe, there. In the south, this Mahaprabhu went in his preaching after reaching Puri. Shortly thereafter, he went in the south and he preached for two years. That's where he began the song we sang before the class, Krishna, 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 hey, Krishna, 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 Krishna. Krishna hey Krishna Keshava Krishna Keshava Krishna Keshava Rakshamam Krishna Keshava Krishna Keshava Krishna Keshava Pahimam Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Rakshamam Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Pahimam This came from the lips of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. As he went south, this song we also find in the introduction, invocation, or in the beginning of Prabhupada's Krishna book which is a summary study of the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada put this song there. And the idea of this song is that Mahabharata was going into the south and practically everyone in south amongst the devotee section was a devotee of Ram. And he's going on a general preaching mission. So when the sannyasis preach, then they have to preach to all types of people and be able to speak in such a way that the varied audience is able to benefit, especially in our sampradaya of Gaudiya Saraswat Sampradaya. Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur has been described by Sridhar Maharaj in a beautiful poem that's sung in every Gaudiya Math, a song that Prabhupada wanted his disciples to sing every day in all of his temples. Paramahamsavaram paramartha patim patidhodarane kritavesha jatiyamati rajaganai like this was one stanza of this song mm. about Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta. Pranamami Sada Prabhupada Padam. That Paramhamsa Param, he was actually from the group of the Paramhamsas, but he made himself as a jati, a sannyasi, a paribrajak, officially, which is a notch below the Paramhamsas, to go and travel and preach widely about the glory of that position of Paramhamsas like Rup Sanatan, Thakur Haridas who could be absorbed in Nambhajan. So preaching for purifying the heart, Mahaprabhu went south to preach. He sang this song. Mahaprabhu is so high, Paramahamsa Paktisiddhanta Sarasadi Thakur so high in his conception, but he brought himself down for the sake of preaching to the common people, speaking in such a way that people could get real footing in Krishna Bhakti and ultimately tread the Rag Marg. So this is what the standard of the sannyasis of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur and his disciples should be. They should be advanced devotees within, but they should learn to speak in such a way that the general audience will be benefited. In other words, what they may be preoccupied with is not necessarily what they should speak about here, there, and everywhere, because people don't have the adhikar, capability, eligibility to hear about higher topics, in the beginning. Babaji and sannyas, they are the same, different forms of renunciation. But Babaji, really, there's a difference. The mantra is the same, but there's a difference. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur considered Babaji means just for sitting and hearing and chanting. The sannyasi has to travel widely and preach, so what he will speak about, that has to be something different than what the Babaji will speak about. Babaji who sits in the Dham and only associates with similar devotees, and the sannyasi is going everywhere, giving them mercy, preaching Krishna Bhakti. 
So Mahaprabhu himself preached and he went to South India, he chanted this song. Prabhupada put this song at the beginning of this Krishna book. For what reason? We can think that Prabhupada is giving the tenth canto, sweet smiling face of Krishna, having it widely distributed. But he put this preaching song in the beginning, as if to say, by preaching, we'll become purified to understand what is the significance of Krishna Lila. Heart will become purified. We should do Sankirtan. He gave a summary study there. So Mahabrabhu chanted like this, Ram Raghava, Ram Raghava, and he's entering into the Panchadravida, the southern states of India, where bhakti was strong. It's actually mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam that bhakti would be strong in the south, many devotees there. But the largely strong influence of Ramanuja, Madhva, and much worship of Ramchandra, Chaitanya Charitamrita Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami mentions that practically all the devotees were devotees of Ram. So he met some, and this one he was very satisfied with to see the extent of his absorption in Ram Lila. And he was able to pacify him to get him to make lunch and eat. But when he went further south, he came to Rameshwara, the stronghold of Ramanujas. There he had darshan of Ramchandra, deity, Sitaram. And there he found that the priest was keeping a copy of the Kurma Purana, just in like palm leaves. So he went through it, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and there he found this narration of Ram Lila with regard to the kidnapping of Sita and how Agnidev had appeared and created a mystic false Sita that Ravan took, and the real Sita went like undercover. So Mahabharata was very pleased because he found the pramana, the evidence, Shastra Praman, for what he had told that Brahmana. So he took the pages from the Kurma Purana and on his way back to Jagannath Puri, he met that Brahmana and he gave him those pages. As it say, you see, I, I told you. So don't worry. Your distress is very charming. Your absorption is very attractive. But don't worry, Sita can never be captured by Ravana. So he never tried to convert him. He saw the extent of his own devotion, and he was very pleased with that. So devotees will have their different destination, finality, in Ram Lila and Krishna Lila, different departments of Krishna Lila. And we are to try to activate that, bring that out, and as we see it develop, then to fan that. We should teach the tattva so that people know what is Ram Lila, what is Krishna Lila, as Mahaprabhu did. So their chanting of Ram Ram will not, for example, will not go in vain, a political Ram or some other conception of Ram. We want a real and spiritual conception. This we can get from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself, so he's Swayam Bhagavan. So any type of love of Godhead we have interest in, we can get from Mahaprabhu and we can get from Mahamantra. Therefore, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, oh, he has the power, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to unite all the sampradayas. Whatever anyone wants from any sampradaya can get from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and from this Mahamantra. So it should be distributed widely. That was the policy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Let it do, do its work. Prabhupada used to say that, in the beginning I gave out the Mahamantra just as an experiment to see what would happen. Sometimes he compared those who he gave that Mahamantra to, 
like the monkeys who came to help Ram in his attempt to defeat Ravana and unite again with Sita Devi. Unsophisticated, in other words, they were those monkeys to fight with Ravan, such a sophisticated fellow that he had people engaged in building a golden staircase to heaven. Very powerful. He had that island, Sri Lanka, and airplanes and all types of sophisticated equipment. And Ram came with just monkeys from the forest. He was a prince also of Ayodhya, but he was without his armies and attendants, his brother Lakshman and Sita having been kidnapped. He went everywhere through the forest and collected up the forest creatures to help him. It's very charming to hear this part of Ramlila. And the monkeys in particular came to his aid, and amongst them Hanuman, the foremost. And with these monkeys, Ram was able to defeat Ravana. They built a bridge from Kanyukumari, Cape Komarin, to Sri Lanka with rocks, floated them on the ocean. <laughs> and while Ram walked across, what did Hanuman do? He jumped across for the service of Ram. The Lord likes to see his devotees outdo him, do more than him by his power, out of their love for him, that love that has the power to conquer and control him. So Hanuman jumped across and delivered the message to Sita, got found out, had his tail lit on fire in the assembly, turned it into something positive, lit the whole of Sri Lanka in flames, paving the way for Ram's entry and ultimately the defeat of Ravana. So with just a handful of monkeys, Prabhupada compared his disciples to Ram's monkeys. If we have the ideas, the power of God on our side, if we're doing his bidding, however unsophisticated our efforts may be, and however incompetent we may be by material standards, outnumbered we may be, we can be successful. This is one of the lessons of Ram Leela. That sophisticated materialist, Robin, defeated by a handful of monkeys. This is the contrast that's drawn. But monkeys were empowered by Ram to do such an important mission, to bring Sita back to Ram. So Prabhupada told us, bring Lakshmi back to Ram. And this way do good for the materialistic people, whose minds are always, as Prahlad would say, on money. For them, money is the honey. They take the money and get their energy, it means, engage it in Krishna's service, Ram's service. This way they'll be purified. So we were certainly a um, unsophisticated lot, and it was an apt comparison. And the general was Prabhupada, like Ram, empowered by Nityananda Ram to do extraordinary work for Mahaprabhu Krishna and Sirada. So Ram Lila is not our preoccupation. We are devotees of Krishna. And as our devotion develops, then our focus will be more specific, more particular. A fellow wrote me, why we don't worship Lord Shiva? I said, we do, as Gopishwar and many temples, Gaudiya temples, and there's a Shiva Lingam, and there's worship of Shiva as Chitrapal, the protector of the Dham, Gopishwar. And he was very happy, and he wrote back, he said, oh, that's very wonderful, I'm happy to hear that. What about Ganesh? Do we also worship Ganesh? Is there any uh, example of the Goswamis who have had deities of Ganesh? And he said, or is that elephant at the end of Krishna's flute, does that represent Ganesh? So don't get carried away. 
Ganesh means that the Isha of the common people who want all the material obstacles removed that they may make material progress. The Vaishnava is concerned with Ganesh is as much as he is devotee of Nishingadev. Nishingadev is Bhakti Vignaminashana. He will remove the obstacles to Bhakti. So if we think of Ganesh in relation to his being attached to the lotus feet of Nishinga, then maybe that'll be useful to petition him in some way. But by worshipping Krishna, we worship all the gods. More than that, by worshipping Krishna, all the gods will worship you. As we should consider <laughs> what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was teaching. Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavati yakinchana. This is the statement of Srimad Bhagavatam. The devatas come, they worship that person who is a real Krishna Bhakta. So cultivate pure devotion to Krishna. Demigods will be honored by that. They will come to honor you. We haven't got to have a separate puja for Ganesh. This one, that one, and the other one. But we haven't got any license because we are devotees of Krishna to disrespect them in any way. They are also devotees, Sakama devotees. If we become Akinchana, Niskinchan, Nirapeksha devotee, without any desire, like Prahlad. Prahlad was devotee without any desire. So what happened when the Shingadev came and appeared and killed Karani Kashipu and asked, well, before he asked Prahlad to take a benediction, he was roaring like anything and the whole universe was vibrating in fear of this never-seen-before form of the Lord. Even Lakshmi was standing back a bit. So many came and offered prayers. So many from so all the different sections of the gods, goddesses came to offer prayers. Nishingadev was not pacified. But when Prahlad spoke, because he was a nirapeksha, he had no material desire. His speech, that could made ferocious Narsingadev purr like a kitten and take Prahlad on his lap and all the demigods offering obeisances to Prahlad. So this is the power of Krishna Bhakti. We haven't got to be worried about worshipping so many gods and goddesses, but we have no business disrespecting them either. So we should understand their position, but we don't need a separate puja. If in light of... Worshipping Krishna. Gopis wanted Krishna for their husband. They worshipped Katyayani. We should follow the Leela of Krishna like this and understand the position of the gods and goddesses. So Ram, of course, is not a demigod. Ram is Sadaishvarya Purna, Bhagavan. He's Bhagavan full of six opulences. So full manifestation of the Godhead. So we have some appreciation for Ram. And there may be Ram Bhaktas. It's possible even in our midst, as there was in Chaitanya Lila, in the manifest Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I mentioned, Anupam Balab, the brother of Rup Sanatan, and Murari Gupta, Hanuman himself appeared there, and Ram Bhaktas in South India and so forth. So it's possible. And we will appreciate the devotion, the real devotion of any devotee, and want to fan the flame of that spiritual partiality that it may glow and burn brightly in their hearts. But we should have a flame burning in our hearts also. And likelihood is that all of us have come to this Godiya Sampradaya because we have some innate 
affinity for Krishna Lila, Gaur Lila and Krishna Lila. So worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and let that come out. And as it comes out, then the worship becomes more specific and more refined and more particular, more partial. We get to the point of Bhakti Vinod speaking about his own partiality. It seems as if he's criticizing even the worship of any other god, any Vishnu Tattva, but we have to understand that. If we can get that kind of feeling for our Lord, then to speak in an apparently derogatory way about other forms of the Lord arising out of such bhava, that will not be uh, detrimental to our spiritual progress. But without any bhav, if we simply deprecate the worship of Ram and, uh, oh, Hanuman, he's only a Dasya Bhakta, Prahlad, Shanta Bhakta, we want to gopi bhav, oh, that'll be a great offense. Gopis are worshiping Ram, Hanuman, Prahlad, offering obeisances. If Narada comes into Vrindavan, what will they do? They will not say, oh, we are gopis, we are the highest. Narada, pay your dandavats to us. No. <laughs> Therefore, Trinata Pisanichena, Mahaprabhu said, this is the standard of Vrindavan. Try to understand it. They are the greatest devotees. But how do they think of themselves? What to speak of how they will think of Hanuman, Narada, Prahlad, even the trees of the forest creatures of Vrindavan, they're offering respects, obeisances to Dandavat Pranam thinking that they have more devotion than themselves. So this should be the standard. They're showing the example. So we worship all devotees, all forms of the Lord we see as manifestations of our Lord Krishna, appearing with different devotees, great devotees, who have love for him in a particular way. Mahaprabhu showed this example and he honored that love whenever he saw it fully budding and blossoming and blooming in the hearts of advanced devotees. So Gaudiya Vaishnavism is actually very, very broad, very, very accommodating. I've said before, the idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is something like this. Do your own thing. We preface that only by know who you are, what you are, know that your spirit not matter, then fly as high as you can in the spiritual sky of your life, your heart. Without Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthitaka used to say, coming on to the canvas of Advaigyan Tattva means distinguishing between that which is real and that which is unreal, knowing oneself to be Brahman, spiritual nature, Advaigyan Tattva, transcending the dualities of material life. Without coming on to that canvas, then you cannot paint a picture in the scene of the drama of the Lord's Leela with yourself in that picture, in a particular Role. No, real bhajan is done on the plane of Advaigyan Tattva. That's the canvas on which the art of Krishna Lila manifests. So we have to come to that, not by a separate process, but within the context of hearing and chanting about Krishna. But we should look and see for the signs of our development along these lines, coming to understand the difference between matter and spirit. That's a prerequisite for understanding the significance of Ram Lila or Krishna Lila. Otherwise, as we said in the beginning, Ram Ram, take birth in India, <laughs> not Ayodhya, like Gandhi, just the political Ram. I mean, he was a great man by many standards, 
no doubt, and much in a general sense about human conduct can be learned from him. But we will not learn how to go back to Godhead from Mr. Gandhi, even though he seemed to teach Ram Nam. No, for that we have to learn from a Vaishnav. And a Vaishnav, by contrast, may even be Sudarachar. <laughs> it's possible. Krishna has mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, Apichet Sudarachar, What's the meaning? Even if they have Sudarachar, Gandhi had such good achar, good behavior, good character. And we should have good character also. Mahaprabhu taught this. Yadyarachariti shestas tattarivi durodhana yatsayat brahmanam guruti lokastadamavartate. Example speaks louder than precept. Mahaprabhu taught by his example. But it's possible even there may be misbehavior. And we should hear more from that person if he's properly situated in terms of having deep faith in bhakti, in Krishna, its efficacy. We should hear more from that person than a man of perfect character. In fact, the verse I quoted earlier from Bhagavatam says, Yasyasti bhakti bhagavati akinchana Bhakta has all the good qualities of the devas. The devas worship him. But one who's not a devotee, even if he has all good qualities, he simply lives manorata in the mental world. His honesty is like that amongst thieves who call to divide the looped stolen goods honestly. Bhagavad bhakti hinasya jati shastram japatapa aparnasevadehasya mandanam lokaranjanam It is mentioned hari bhakti sudodaya Without bhagavad bhakti, bhagavad bhakti hinasya a life devoid of this if it has all kind of other decorations, jati shastram, japatapa, all these things, it is no more than a decoration of a dead body. So this life is, soul is, is a life in the body and the soul feeds on bhakti. So if it's not being nourished by that, then all of our activities are simply decorating a dead thing. So we should find real devotee of Krishna, real devotee of Ram. And real devotee of Krishna will appreciate Ram. And all Vishnu avatar and all the devatas in the proper light. Never have any disrespect for even an ant. Amanina manadena. Kirtaniyasadahari. So we see this so often in the name of devotion. This taking cheaply the idea. In the name of Gopi Bhav. No respect for Ram. We don't care for Ramayana. Uh, throw that out. It's true, we don't study Ramayana. I never read Ramayana. But on days like this, we can read Ramayana. Because again, that is one form of our Lord. If our Ishtadevata is Krishna, another form of our Lord appearing. And we shall try to see that form and uh, that appearance of the Lord in light of his being a manifestation of Krishna. But if we have real feeling, then there's another thing. But that cannot be imitated. And those who criticize or appear to deprecate, like Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur says, who cares that Vra lifted the world? Big deal. Who cares this avatar did that, that avatar did that? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come. What he has done takes all this news of all oh, the greatness of the other avatars, puts them as like footnotes to the main story of Chaitanya Lila. So significant. He can make such a statement. I was walking with Prabhupada in Vrindavan. One morning we went to the 
Bakunta Gardens of the Rangaji Temple. And as we were walking, a man was coming the other way, and Prabhupada said to him, Hare Krishna. And he said, Ram Ram. <laughs> Wrinkled his brows, Ram Ram. And Prabhupada laughed. He said, he will not chant Krishna. He's a Ram Bhakta. And we walked a little further, and Prabhupada was very charmed by it. He said, but actually, it is mentioned in the scripture that when Radha left the Rasalila and Krishna went after her and they met alone in the forest, at that time Ram appeared and offered worship to Radha and Krishna and ornaments to decorate Radha. He made a statement like this. His idea was everyone has their subjective reality and it's wonderful. But objectively speaking, even Ram is worshipping Radha Govinda. And then we came back the other way. And as we were coming back the other way, that man was coming back the other way also. So Prabhupada raised his cane and said, Hare Krishna! And wrinkled his brow. And that man raised his stick and said, Ram Ram! And Prabhupada laughed. <laughs> he was very charmed by it. So if we're actually charmed by Ram, actually charmed by Nasringadev like Prahlad, then that's charming to all devotees. That should be heralded, that fire in their heart that will give encouragement to any devotee. We have to come to that platform. And we will come there by respecting, as I say, what to speak of Ram, Narsingha, Vamana, every living being that is the standard of Mahaprabhu. Amanida, Manadena, Kirtaniya, Sadahari. Show respect to all and expect no honor for oneself. This is the standard that he said. If you want to enter into what Krishna Nam is all about, Ram Nam, Kirtaniya Sarahari, always chanting the name of Hari without interruption, then you have to develop this kind of thinking, this type of mentality. So on this day, Ram Nomi, we honor Sri Ram Chandra, Sitaram, Hanuman, Lakshman. There any question? How do we understand um, devotees who come to devotional service through Gaudi Vaishnava Sampradaya and at some point feel they have some special attraction to Ramchandra? So if someone comes to Gaudi Vaishnavism and we find that they have attraction for Ram, then if it is real attraction, then there will be some symptoms. And then we can understand, oh, that through the wide recruiting of Gaudiya Sampradaya, this Ram Bhakta has been collected up, and then he will be positioned where he belongs. So Hare Krishna Mantra is like that. It's specific and it's also universal in its outreach. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also, he's specific in terms of his own Bhav, in its furthest reach, what that's about. Very particular, very specific thing. That the Manjari Bhav, it's so high. So some people will have capacity for that. Every Jeeva's Das, Jeeva's Swarup, Hoi, Krishna, Das. But the capacity is different. Just like everyone has hunger. We sit to offer prasad, and some people will eat three, four plates. Some people will only be able to eat a little bit. So everyone is Krishna Das, and in the context of being Krishna Das, they have some capacity to, as I say, fly high in the sky of their heart in love of Krishna. So that will come out in conjunction with Krishna Nam, chanting Krishna Nam offenselessly, 
And Gaudiya Sampradaya is widely canvassing everywhere and offering a method, Krishnanushilanam, through chanting the holy name, that is universal. So you'd be better off joining the Gaudiya Sampradaya than some other Vaishnava Sampradaya in terms of your interest in even uh, Ram Bhakti, because it's a shortcut to achieving that. So it may be so that some people come. Well, we have to caution also that thinking about it is one thing, feeling it is another. So a devotee thinks, I want to be a devotee of Narasimhadev, but you don't even know what that means or what what goes on in Vaikuntha and Narasimha's department or in Ram's department. And we may project our own enjoying spirit into the Leela. I want to enjoy there in that way. But the basis of it is service, not enjoyment. So we have to develop a serving ego. And in the context of that, then some particular taste will come out. And as the taste is coming out, then we see that, then we guide the devotees accordingly. They can culture that, refine that. Anything else? Would such a devotee understand that the like, Manjari Bhav is higher and still be attracted, or would it be any way that if they felt that attraction, that they could change their Bhav in some way? Is it just automatically? No, one can understand from a neutral position that Manjari Bhav may be the highest ideal, but it really doesn't. Ultimately, a subjective reality, so it doesn't mean that much. One has real bhav for any other form of the Lord, any other type of relationship. They'll be satisfied with that. They're happy with that. That's what works for them. <laughs> they feel satisfied. So, In fact, more so they tend to turn it around and see that their bhav is best and find a way to preach about it and so forth. And, and then they'll hear the scriptures and read them like that. They'll think, oh, even gopis, they think that, for example, the cowherds, they can make statements like that. Oh, even the gopis, they're envious of Subal, who can walk hand in hand with Krishna in the public. They're wishing they could do that. You see, our position is the highest. If Krishna wants to change someone's position, and he can do anything, that's true. But generally, that doesn't happen. And generally, those who come to Gaudiya Sampradaya, they come because they have that, what Gaudiya Sampradaya particularly offers and specializes in, before they come to that Sampradaya. And the other Sampradayas are there. So, generally, a Ram Bhakta will go to Ramanuja Sampradaya. Even we found some people come to Gaudiya Sampradaya, they left and went to Ramanuja Sampradaya. I don't know if they went for the right reasons, but... Mm-hmm. If it's a vital branch of Ramanuja, then they may feel more facilitated there and comfortable there. And the Gaudiya Guru will send them there if you can see that in them. Go there. Associate with those devotees. Yes? I was going to say, I heard Hashem uh, Maharaj say once that you know, devotees who come to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and then go to another Sambhadaya often it's because of Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than bhava. Yeah, that's true also. <laughs> bhava is very rare. Sudula, very rare to attain. So we're, we're a little cautious about that. And we don't 
Someone says, I want to be a Ram Bhakta. We think, chant Hare Krishna. Don't, I want anything. Think, I want to surrender only. Give up material desire. Yes. Yadisab Bhakti Vinodhapur teaches, explains, correct. Yadisab Jiva has some innate capacity to love Krishna. It has to be activated by Guru and Diksha and Siksha and then it gradually comes out. That's right. But Gaudi Sampradaya is widely canvassing can pick up people from everywhere, it's possible. But generally, yeah, they'll come to this Sampradaya. They want Braj Bhakti. How would we consider, say, someone who actually does succeed in, say, going to Nirvashish Brahman, is that like that was the destiny of that jiva from the beginning, or no? No, that's a real unfortunate condition. <laughs> Most unfortunate. It would be better to stay in the material world in hell. That is the opinion of Prabodhan and the Sarasati. Once going there, then the chance for Krishna Bhakti to ever develop is pretty much lost. Therefore, it's sometimes called spiritual suicide. We should avoid that. Anything else? All right, we'll stop there. Sri Ram Nomi Ki Jai, Goranga Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Sisi Radha Madhav Ki Jai, Krishna Balaram Ki Jai, Kiraj Gaudan Maharaj Ki Jai, Ye Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrindagi Ki Jai, Gaur Premanandi. Thank you.